0: Hello. Hello. Welcome to New York Talk, the Royal United podcast. You may be wondering why uh, I'm doing the intro. You will find out very, very shortly. What with we, Matthew? You'll find out
4: pretty quickly, I think, uh... <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> I like doing a podcast with <laughs>
2: scooby <laughs> it's
0: oh a little bit of an issue with one or two voices um on here i thought mine was pretty bad to be honest but uh, it would appear that matthew was um well <laughs> may well used his voice box at some stage and i don't even know when that could have possibly been
4: who knows when that could have happened who knows
0: <laughs> anyway over to you man <laughs> yeah, thanks,
4: uh, thanks for the intro Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so sorry about this. I've tried everything and this is this is the best we're going to get today, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry.
1: <laughs> like it scoop.
4: It. <laughs> I've tried cuff sweets, I've tried ice cream, I've tried hot water, cold water. This is it. This is what we've got, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is going to be a long long episode this and it's gone <laughs> with very little content probably
4: honestly he's, he's taken so much effort to talk he's so much effort this but we'll manage we'll get through it anyway will save us will's with us hello will
5: hello i've actually got a voice so <laughs> <You're me>. <laughs> <laughs> what one out of four is not bad i guess good to, good to be back lads <laughs>
4: Um, Danny, your voice is not terrible
2: Yeah, mine's not too bad um, I think it's my legs that have took the biggest amount of damage, I could barely walk back to mm-hmm. the coach yesterday because <laughs> <'cause> you've got <laughs> you've got that goal and then you've got the bouncing up and down um, <clears throat> for free from desire I could walk afterwards
4: <laughs> Yeah, it was a great, great day in the end at Wembley uh, we'll cover everything from the six goals to, to, to everything. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Gav Grundy is with us. John Insliff. Michael Mormon says, hi, guys. What a win yesterday. After that, his voice is going. I know the feeling, <laughs> man. I know, <laughs> I know how you feel. Um, Paul Brooks with us. Thanks for joining us. Paul, <clears throat> Harvey Calwick, and Donna, um, Connor Redmond. D- Danny, thanks for helping him with his proposal yesterday. Danny. Yeah, no worries.
2: That. Yeah, no worries. It was a great honour. Um, I don't know if the videos are up on Connor's Facebook. It was, it were amazing. We all lined up. We all had shirts on that said, "Will you marry me?" And, and he proposed to his message, and uh, she said yes. So, yeah. congratulations to Connor and Annabelle. Great, great day to celebrate getting engaged, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah,
4: exactly. exactly. Congratulations. Um, it's difficult. on days like yesterday, it's difficult to know exactly where to start because if we start at the beginning, it's a bit of a downer. So, Mick, where would you like to start?
0: I don't know, to be honest with you, mate. Um, I mean, what, what a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day, you know, for, for everybody. It, it was just, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, there's, there's lots of things to say about this competition, and, and there's one or two things. I probably will say it at some stage during the course of this podcast about it, but you cannot take away the memories that we all made yesterday. I don't know; it's, it's difficult, isn't it? You know, it, 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 the, the, i I'm, i've got a bit of a i've got a bit of a conflict going on for me because I had such a wonderful day, you know, with family and friends and kids and, 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 and just people that we met. I mean, we'll, we'll go on to that, I'm sure, because uh, I met some some great people yesterday. Um, you know, and, and it's, a, it's bittersweet for me. It's bittersweet because of, of the nature of this competition and what, what the AFL are doing to it. Um, and, and it feels as though... I know I'm going to put it down on it and we'll, we'll, we'll we can do it now, but we'll do it at the beginning and then at least everybody's happy at the end, you know, and the, it's just, the EFL are there to benefit the club and clubs and supporters. That is their mission. That is their mantra. However, you know, the AFL the are complicit and encouraging the possibility that one day, all those emotions that we experienced yesterday be taken away from a football league club, you know it could be taken away from Mother United or Sutton United or or anybody else at a lower league for some nondescript under twenty three Premier League side to go and win that competition, and and, and I I just it, it, I find it incredibly sad after a day like yesterday, you know the emotions that we all went through and how we feel about it now. And, you know, looking back through Twitter today and, and, and some of the videos that are on there, it's just a wonderful, wonderful place to be, you know. And then that could be taken away from us by by the AFL and I, I find it a bit... Uh, that's where my conflict is. But having said that, I'll, you know, we'll always continue to go, won't we, because of... <laughs> uh, and I suppose that's what organisations like that rely on, the fact that we're not going to disappear. But, yeah... That's the downer. What a wonderful day. What a wonderful, wonderful day.
4: Mm. Yes. Yeah, it was. Danny, it was nice to see you in Box Park yesterday and we went to Box Park. It was <clears throat> part of the reason why the voice has gone, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was great, Danny. It was just a day. what, what talk, talk to me through your day. When did it start and <clears throat> up leading up to the game?
2: Uh, my day started at about half past seven. Uh, getting picked up and going to the pub. Uh, We had bacon sandwiches and pints at the pub and um, credit to everyone who were running buses down there. You made a great job of it. Buses were mint going down. Um, And then, yeah, I had to start off uh, mate's proposal uh, and then start off again to go and do an interview with with Dream Team, uh, which was great. And uh, I won a free pizza, so I'm buzzing already. Um, (laughs) I uh, competed against a Sutton fan called Alex And uh, yeah, I won I won the game So happy days Met you guys in Box Park And uh, dropped off little flags and, and such there And then, yeah, made it into Wembley And met back up with everybody And ended up <laughs> having a fantastic day Absolutely fantastic day But the bus going back was very quiet Because we were all just knackered <laughs> All energy had gone from everybody after that
4: yeah. Yeah, Reese Gellett with us evening all what a day yesterday was. I uh, we thought we'd lost it, and boom, I saw two two sends Millis into a frenzy. His voice was like mine this morning. Yeah, we'll come to the goals. Uh well, I didn't see you yesterday, but I was, I assume, leaning up to the game. You had a good really good day as well.
5: Yeah, I mean my day started slightly differently. We uh my friend drove down yesterday and he fetched his girlfriend who'd been foolishly on a night out the day before. Um oh, you know, no. me, she spent the, the first sort of hour of the the journey, sort of trying to prop herself up and it was her first <laughs> first journey to, to Wembley. So interesting start for her. But yeah, I, I mean, really memorable day. Um, just surrounded by so many great people, people that I haven't seen for a while and just to come together for such an amazing, amazing moment when when we... Uh, a couple of people that I went with missed uh, Shrewsbury, sadly. So it was the same clan that went um, to, to Leighton Orient and we took um, his grandma on on the day that day. And sadly, she's passed away since. So uh, You know, we took a scarf along with us and it was almost like she was with us uh, at the same time. So it felt really poignant, really emotional for me and, you know, Papa John's and, and what they're doing with, with the trophy um, is is not great. But, you know, the memories that it will serve, just I, I will never forget. Never forget mm-hmm. yesterday.
4: Yeah, completely agree what I did. i talked before, I took six-year-old Dan to take, take her down and be at Wembley for, for watching it all unfold. It's just incredible. What, what a day. Mick um, mentioned we, we had the pleasure of meeting Victor's dad yesterday pre-game. Uh, we saw yeah. Tobias and his friends in Box Park. Um, if you're listening listen or watching Tobias, hello. Um, what I will say is he is an absolute giant of a man. He's <laughs> so big. You're um, were lovely weren't he, Nick.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Brill. And he even managed to photo bomb a picture of me and my wife as well, which it was great. <laughs> very... oh, top fella, absolute top, top man. Um and, and and great to meet him and, and, and his friends as well have all come over from Sweden. Um I think he's talking talking about coming over for the Ipswich game as well at Easter, I think. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to catch up with him again and uh, have a few beers with him. Uh, great fellow and, and really lovely to meet him.
4: Yeah. <clears throat> and we also got collared by Michael Smith's mother in law. She yeah. called as well, Chris, if you're listening as well. She <laughs> um nice to meet you. I had, my, they
0: were proper dressed up, were, weren't yeah, they? <laughs> well, very well.
4: And I had my one of my most uncool moments ever yesterday in Box Park. We were having a pint with Ben, and then Holloway went, and I played it dead cool, and went, oh, it's <laughs> it <all> here, Holloway! <laughs> really, really uncool. Proper <laughs> uncoolest thing I've ever done in my life.
2: <laughs> and that lady so just
4: no oh, God. God. <laughs> yeah, I just crawled back into my t shirts and it went past. <laughs> it was really terrible.
0: <laughs> I, I just a bit a shout out for Box Park. I really enjoyed it. What a venue that is! It's brilliant, fantastic venue yeah, for been... you know for football fans, uh, particularly obviously because it was only rather than United supporters. In that, I don't think it would have made a difference had there been Sutton in there as well. But you know, it, it, it's really, really good. And considering it's in London, the prices weren't that bad um, at all. And the food, a man alive, the food is worth going for just of itself. Um, you know, you pay you you pay probably ten twelve quid for the food, which sounds a lot until you see how much you get. And and like you know, you only need to buy one lot for two people; it was enormous. Uh, yeah, fantastic venue, really really good.
4: Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, Andrew Kelly's voice isn't much better than mine. He's going to enjoy this podcast. Um, Russ Bailey says, I won't, be, I won't be seeing the podcast. I'll be doing my very, very best. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Donna London, things that sound like ghastly. Uh, motley, she's put it further down, sorry. Uh, and Liam McGarry's with me, no voice as well.
2: <laughs> Donna, do you mean it sounds like Dick Dastardly? She did put that further down.
4: Rocky Racers
2: <laughs>
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> um, um, let's go back to the start of the game when the teams got announced the news. It, the only real news really will that we picked to were playing. And um, we talked about it pre-show, pre-match, and I was fine with it. It didn't really matter in terms of who was playing. So there's not much talking point there, I suppose. I'm asking you a question without asking you a question.
5: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I... I... Yeah, I mean, I think we, most of us expected Victor to play. Um, Josh wasn't going to be risk given his his hand situation. Um, I guess my only surprise initially was Matuk coming into the side, mm. uh, which, on reflection, probably was the right decision. Um, probably not the decision I, that I'd have made, but that's the reason I'm not sat in a dugout. Um, and you know, he, he proved us all wrong on the day, didn't he? Yeah,
4: uh, Mick, Vickers wasn't on the bench. And I might be reading too much into this, but Vickers wasn't on the bench, and that yeah. concerns me.
0: Does it? I mean, it would concern me if we didn't have Victor.
4: Now, well, what I mean is it, is, 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 it might be a problem. Uh, Vickers yeah. would have been on the bench had he been fit. That is my concern.
0: Yeah, it could be a problem. It, it could be a problem. Um, and, and if it is, it is. You know, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, and and, but with like I say, you've got literally a like for like replacement, you know. You know that Victor's going to come in and he's going to do just as good a job. Um, so I I don't, yeah, it'd be sad, it'd be sad for for Josh Vickers if if his injury is such that it's going to keep him out for a game or two or or whatever. However, um, like I said, we've got Victor there, so I, I have no concerns in that at all personally. Unless he gets injured, obviously. <laughs> boy, it. good, yeah, it really I'm sure that I ended the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
4: Brilliant. Um, and then the game kicked off, Danny. And to say it was not a great performance, certainly, the first half, or certainly the first hour, is for me, is about right. I don't think we got into gear. I thought some were brilliant. Um, and it took us a long time to get into the game, and they deserve their lead, both leads.
2: Yeah, I think they um, just grew into the game quicker, really, didn't they? They yeah. um, matched up to the occasion a lot better than we did to start with and um, and took the chances a lot better as well. I, I'm, I think just, well, it were a few minutes before we equalised the second time and it showed the, big, uh, the stats on the big screen and Sutton had only had two shots on target and they'd scored twice. Um, so they were just organised and just took the chances and... Uh, Unfortunately, their first goal came from a mistake from Smithy, of all people, in defence. Yeah. Why was it why he was in defence, I don't know, but um he just didn't clear the ball. They picked it up and they scored from it. Um but just giving that a fleeting word of them moving on very quickly, what a goal from Ben Wiles. Oh my god. He's giving Alex Ravello a run for his money into it, that one. <laughs> I, st- I still think Ravello just pips him, but Wiles has cemented that second place now, Andy, Good grief.
4: Mm, yeah, it was brilliant. And I think after, after that goal, uh, Will, I know it was only three minutes to half-time and then they scored four minutes after half-time, but that very short period, I felt like we were going to the game. I Our goal changed the game a little bit and then they scored again and it went back to, went back to a trend again, didn't it?
5: Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of people saying that uh, they didn't think we played very well as a whole yesterday. And I think if you break the game down, um, there were a lot of periods within that game that we actually won. Um, Just looking at the stats from from yesterday, for example. Oh, it's just gone on me, which is... Unbelievably great timing. Um, (laughs) At least your voice
2: hasn't gone on you, but Will. Yeah,
5: yeah, one step ahead. (laughs) Uh, We actually uh, won both halves, first half and second half in terms of XG. So we created the better chances both both halves, which is interesting. I thought uh, uh, sort of might have won first half, but it felt like they were a side that were very well oiled and knew what they needed to do. And we felt it looked like we were very ring rusty for the first 35 minutes, I would say. We've not played for a while um, and they'd been playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday while, while we haven't. So they were, I think, right at it from, from the very uh, very beginning. And it took us a while to grow into the game. But when we did, I thought we were the better side. Um, some people might might disagree with that, but... Hey ho! That's that's football. That's opinions, isn't it? Um, mm. But yeah, uh, we 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 grew into the into the game, and I thought second half, especially, we were we were good value for for something out of the game, and luckily, ninety six minute, we just about got there, didn't we?
4: Just very very just. Um, I suppose we, give more credit to Ben Wiles, Mick. The goal itself was amazing, but as Paul Warren said. They were best player on pitch, Ben Wiles. He was so good yesterday.
0: The nobody came close for me. I know there's there's been a lot of talk about Fergie, Fergie changing the game and Wes Ardian having a great game when he came on, and that, those those two points are absolutely valid. But for me, I have to be honest with you, there is no way anybody came close to Ben Wiles. I thought he was absolutely outstanding yesterday. Um in, in everything that he did. I mean, I know he gave the ball away a couple of times, but as did everyone else. You know, if you if you're picking up on a player like Ben Wilds and 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 you can say that he's giving the ball away, then he must be doing something else right for the rest of the time. For me, um, and and that goal from him, what mine? It's probably the second best goal ever scored at Wembley. <laughs> no, obviously not, but you know, it was a hell of a strike, and 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 credit to JJ as well um, because the way, the way he controlled the ball and then just laid it off for Ben Wiles and that little dummy just sent two or three defenders the wrong way and and then it went sailing to top corner. I mean, it, 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 you couldn't write the script, you know, um, for, for, for a player like Ben Wiles coming through the academy, a Rodham lad born and bred, to score a goal like that at Wembley, I just, you know, I could cry for the lad. It, it must be, it, I cannot imagine the feeling I, I just I can't I, yeah I love him I absolutely adore the lad he is brilliant and man of the match by a country mile for me yesterday country mile
2: he was nearly yeah. uh, crying himself when he scored as well because I've <clears throat> obviously I've watched the replay back on Sky because you need to record okay. these things don't you yeah. um, and when Wiles scores he has his initial celebration but the way he hugs Joe is he's, he's nearly crying bless him so you can actually see how much it meant to him and um, the way the way he struck the ball, like you say, he sent the defenders the wrong way. steadied himself, and he's hit it like, um, like, um, like a like a putting wedge in golf. He's just scooped yeah. it up. It's yeah. just dipped and dinked off the crossbar. So, what what a finish! But yeah. I'll tell you what, the, the top ten goals at Wembley, at least six of them are going to be us, aren't they? <laughs>
5: <laughs> can we can we just address the uh, the Sutton United Twitter feed as well for calling that a well placed loop? Because I think it's a little yeah.
4: bit
0: better than that. Mm. Yes, it's much better than that. Oh, poor, yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What, I don't, what does that mean? Is a loop whistle something I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I guess in other sports, you could place a loop, a looped shot, but I'm not convinced uh, in football uh, there's very many players have got the um, ability to well place a looped shot.
2: So for, for me, a loop's where it does like a loop-de-loop and it goes round in a circle. And if you can score one really? of them, why are you playing for others? You know what it I mean?
0: have to go really
4: high. For me, I have to go really, really high and come back down. And it just starts mm. to the level. It was just I a suppose, I
0: I what you could describe as a well, a well-placed loop is. Um, let me think. Uh, Ravel Yeah, yeah. well, a well-placed Maybe, loop. <laughs> maybe.
4: maybe. Um yeah, here we go. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the goal. The, the, the one, the goal. Um, well, Jody, <laughs> aside, <two>, side <sighs> 2-2. I, uh, I, I just relive the moment every time I say his word, I say his name. and I have not celebrated a goal like that in a long time. That was so special. 96 minutes at Wembley in a final to get you back in game. I mean, it was just what, what it's all about.
5: Uh, uh, this is the first time that I've I'll say this on a podcast and hopefully the last, but in the 92nd minute, I actually said to the, fr- the friend sat next to me, ref, you might as well blow up now. I, I'd written us off. It didn't look like we were going to get back into the game. Um, yeah. And then when Jordi a two, two picked up that ball, a little heart flutter in, in, in there, but I didn't at any point really think that it was going to happen. When I saw it hit the net I will it, it was for me it, were, it was similar to Rev's feelings because yeah. I remember watching the ball because I was at quite low for for that final watching the ball loop over uh, the keeper's head nestling in that corner and it just felt so special and you know the place just went absolutely balmy um <laughs> best scenes at, at, at season by far um I don't care if there we go, I'll take that. Um, I don't care if... Um, I, I don't even care anymore. Like, <laughs> back into the game. I have no words. Uh, what a huge, huge moment for our season because five minutes before, it looks very, very different and we're coming away from Wembley and saying, you know, are we good enough to, to maintain this? And I think now we're probably coming away uh, as a club, United as... Uh, a fan base, United, feeling that we can now really kick on and, and do this automatic promotion.
4: Yeah, <clears throat> you get these moments in football, Mick. I mean, there's, it is generally a handful of moments watching football. I mean, I go back to the Alan Lee goal, the goals at Hillsbury in the early 2000s, the Alex Ravel goal, the Woody goals. That was up there as the greatest moments I can remember watching my club. Yeah. It's, it's in that category and it's just, it's why I watch football. It's why we go through all these crap moments in League Two back in days, like in times this season, medications, is to live those moments. And it's just, well, like Will describe it, I will never forget that moment ever. It was so special.
0: It's something that football, non football supporters, I don't think, ever understand, you know? Yeah. And you're right. That is, that, that, those few seconds are the reason we go to football. It doesn't matter who you support. If you're a football supporter, of a, particularly of a, of, a, of a non-Premier League club, you know, those are the moments you live for. They really are. Um, and, and to be fair, you know, to, to, be, to be fair to Sutton, they'd, they'd already had two of those moments within the game themselves, you know, to, to, to be a club coming up from non-league to be playing in Wembley in your first season as a football league club with the possibility of winning a trophy and to be 2-0 up against the top of the division above you, you know, I mean, it must, they, they had those moments as well. But for us, yeah, you're right. It was just, it, it's indescribable. It, it really is. The feeling is just indescribable. The, the, the only way to describe the feeling is the way that you react at the time, which is basically just mental, just, I just mean, that's you. why your voice is like it is. That's why my voice is like it is. Thanks to a side two two, you know, we can blame him. Um, <laughs> it was a dream for me. It was a dream for me as a dad that it's gotta be the best dad joke ever, in it, that two two makes it two. I was just so pleased. I mean, I've been saying it since he came that sooner or later he's gonna make it 2-2, and oh, my god, what a way to do it. 96 minute out of 97. Um Listen, just amazing, amazing feeling. And and I think Will just said it there, from that point on the game was over.
5: I think we, we need to touch on Jordi A2 too as well at this point because we talked about how it felt for us as well. But this is yeah. a guy that has really struggled with injuries, two big, big injuries, uh, been over to Germany and and obviously worked his way through Arsenal's Academy. And this is his first professional goal. Um, yeah. So, to do it at that moment, it, with such composure, was just absolutely unbelievable. And, and he will never, ever forget that.
0: Neither will we.
4: Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Danny, add to
2: it. <laughs> they say you don't fall in love with lone players, don't they? Um, <laughs> but after, after that, you can't not <clears throat> love Aussie too. Too, I mean... The absolute pandemonium that he caused in our end was somewhat special. I don't know if you've seen my little clip on Twitter, but it's absolute chaos when he scores. I think I think everyone within a five-seat radius got a hug off me. Um, and just just wow. I mean, you watch Nivelle's goal back and see the limbs in that end when he scores. And I wasn't involved in that, but now I've got my own little slice of history. I was involved in the Rotherham Limbs, with one of the latest goals at Wembley. And, you know, only great teams win 4-2 in a final at Wembley, don't they? (laughs) It's true.
4: Only the best. Yeah. What a day. What a moment. What a moment.
2: His first professional Um, goal, by the way, ever. Not just for us, but ever. So, what a way. (laughs) What a way to get your first one. Fair play to him.
4: He said skying Sky into, didn't he, that he dreamt about it. He dreamt, the night before, he dreamt about scoring at Wembley. Oh, and yeah. I like, think he didn't dream it had happened that dramatically, though.
2: Um, I'll say, if he's had that sort of premonition, can we have the lottery numbers, please?
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It can happen with loan players where they get lost. They, they come in on loan and don't do very well or do okay, and they get forgotten about. He will never be forgotten by Rotherham fans. He's not all good. I mean, Nigel Jemson as a, maybe a short term loan that will be remembered forever. So, yeah. if you're listening, that's I like 2 too, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so, we know we're we done. <laughs> it's only second goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, according to Warney, Will, and the players, they didn't even know extra time. They were getting ready for pens. Um, but, as soon as it kicked off, which game we were, we were gonna win that with the, yeah. our game then
5: I mean the game before we actually get into extra time I hope you won't mind but I'm gonna take us back to the 60th minute or so because you know Sutton had been unbelievable for those 60 minutes and they'd played um you know I think three five two or some sorry four four two against our three five two which <sighs> We know very well uh, from our, our time uh, playing four four two. You have so much emphasis on those, those wide areas, and they had uh, a lot of joy through uh, David Adjiboy, um playing one on one against uh, against. Hell of a uh, that lad. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Had a lot of uh, joy against Joe Matuk one on one, and Warnie and his uh, his coaching team in that 60th minute went to four four two. We changed yeah. we changed it up. We fetched on Wes Harding. We fetched on uh, Shane Ferguson, and and Ladapo came on as well. And I personally think that's that's what won us the game. Um, those those changes in those big moments. one is criticised week in week out when he doesn't make these these decisions that get get us points, or or uh, you know we we don't perform. So we've got to we've got to give him the the plaudits uh, for for doing the right thing on the day as well. Um, water manager, I would not change that guy for, for anyone in the FL. you can take whoever you want I, I absolutely love him and you can slag me off as much as you want you can tell me I'm an happy clapper I am warning he, he's, he's, he's wow, yeah, I don't have words
4: Yeah I could not agree more I'm I'm with you on that Will I'll fight anybody that argues against it <laughs> could not agree more <laughs>
0: As long as you don't have to shout at them, that will be all right. As long as you don't have to shout at them.
4: Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, so. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was the changes. I agree, Mick. We were like, I guess, we were all tonight. Those changes to four four two, it, it changed, changed the game. It brought Chew into the game a bit more. Ellis yeah. Harding was superb. Shane Ferguson was the best half an hour of his Rotherham, well, 45 minutes because of his <clears throat> extra time. What was his best spell in Rotherham shirt so far? All the subs he brought on were superb and the tactical changes made everybody on the pitch better.
0: It brought us back to playing the way that we have been playing for the beginning of the season, albeit in a different formation. You know, the confidence just oozed through him, and we started playing proper football like we... Like we like the football they played that got us into the position we are in the league now, um, and and yeah, I mean, one is one is so sort of self-deprecating, is You know, saying I didn't realize there were going to be extra time. I look like a tactical genius. Well, now the the, the the tactical change came like like Will said there on sixty minutes, sixty-five minutes, whenever it was, um, and that's uh, you're right. That is what won us the game because it it freed up. It freed up Chio down that right hand side and crucially for the goal it freed up at, say two two on the left hand side um and uh, if there's two players that you don't want freeing up as an opposition player as an opposition team those are the two you know they've got pace to burn um and by that time something were tiring you know that they, they, they were really tiring three or four players had already gone down with cramp um so we always felt, I, I felt seven minutes was not generous enough personally for the amount of time that should have been handed on. I, w- I was hoping for about eight or nine, to be perfectly honest, um, just because of, well, obviously because of the position we, we were in, but I just felt that the amount of time that the, the referee had allowed, sort um, quite rightly, to try and slow the game down, you know, with the substitutions and everything else, uh, and a couple of injuries, I, I, I felt that that was that was fine, um, but uh, yeah, it, 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 Warney, I love him. I don't. I, I never thought I'd ever said I love a man, but I do love that man. <laughs> no, well, in that way, obviously. Yeah, you know, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah agree.
4: I agree. Agree. So on podcasts with us. Thank you for joining us. I hope you I say enjoying this, but I don't think you are enjoying this. Um, he says you wish the ref had listened to you well uh, and blow up any time from 92nd to 95th would have done. Before we get into the extra time, Danny, let's stop and give credit to Son, because I thought they were excellent and I thought they were really, really unlucky not to be, not to have that trophy right now. They probably, yeah. probably just about deserved it, but it's football, these things happen and Moments like two twos happen, and they were they were so unlucky.
2: Yeah, I think over the the whole ninety minutes, yeah, probably they did deserve the trophy. But I had a time, eh? It's, it's exceptional. Um But yeah, all credit goes to Sutton. I mean, first season in the AFL, first season playing in the EFL Trophy, and they've played an absolute blinder both in league and cup. You know, if it's your mm. first entry to a competition, <clears throat> excuse me, and you reach a final. Fair play to it, you, you know, and um, I'm sure a lot of Rotherham fans thought we'd walk over him a little bit, you know, with them being League Two team, you know, um, and us being top of League One. But if you had the the uh, the vision to see, you no, know, they're going to give us a close game. They'll be up for it, uh, like me and Will did. Just to pat us on the back there. <laughs> um, yeah, the game was a really, really good game for a neutral. That final must have been absolutely amazing. You know, like the, the underdog leading <clears throat> leading to one for the majority of the second half and then the bigger club getting the <laughs> last-minute winner. Um, y- yeah, it, it made for a really great final. And even though Sutton lost in the end, I think they can hold their heads high and go, you know what, we get Top of League 1 a really, really good game. And don't look at it as a negative Sutton fans. Take it as a feather in your cap and go, you know what, we could compete with League One next season if we get there and a few people are saying that they could get into the playoffs in League Two and I hope they use this game as a kick-on and they do achieve that. Um, I'm not really one for following teams down south, especially in the south side of London, but I've got <laughs> a little bit more respect for Sutton now and I think I speak for a lot of Rotherham fans by saying we'll be keeping an eye on their results for the rest of the season as well.
4: Yeah. And to be fair to They've drawn with Wigan who are second and Rotherham or a top of the league above them. That's 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 brilliant.
5: Yeah, I mean if, if I mean they'll be really disappointed that they've not yeah. taken it taken away a trophy with like a minute and a half to go, I think. And you know, I send all all my uh, my best wishes to to Sutton. We've been in that situation where you are so so close and and don't quite get there last season so i know what it's it's like to have a, that dagger in the heart um i am sure that you know you keep the, the likes of Adjiboy boy and uh, and the center back the name escapes me It went off with cramp um fit um and and i think you'll be right up there i know league 2 is really tight at the moment but um you know you've got really good attacking options that we that we that caused a lot of issues yesterday so um, best luck for the rest of the season, pal. Um, and, uh, fingers crossed you can come be, be competing in, uh, in league one next season. Hopefully we don't see you.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100% uh, Donna London, their manager showed great sportsmanship, shaking every Rotherman I players' hands at the mm-hmm. end of the game on the way back down from getting the trophy. Great. Absolute class. Um, into extra time, Mick, um, and six minutes into extra time, we got the goal. Six minutes into extra time, we got the goal. Um, Chio, the Irish Chio, turned up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it we a goal, what a goal, what a stunning goal.
0: Yeah, you know, when you, say, when you say we love Paul Warren, you've got to love Chio as well, haven't you? <laughs> what a character, you, you know, even off the pitch, taking away his, his ability on the pitch. What an absolute gem of a bloke he clearly is, uh, and then, like you said, then the, the, the Irish, the, the Republic of Irishmen came out on him, and an absolute screamer, an absolute screaming goal. Um, yeah, it, it was just, yeah. <laughs> what else can you say? Love him, absolutely love him, and. I love him even more now. After that, <laughs> I mean, they were just beautiful—a <laughs> thing of absolute beauty. But they were dead on the feet. You know, you've 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 you've, you've all given credit to Sutton, and, and they were they were excellent. But the fitness levels showed at that point, didn't they? And they were they were really dead on the feet. And once that went in, that was that was that that was the end of the game. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and it was.
4: And I know Michael Smith didn't have his best game, Danny, but he was highly involved in three out of the four goals, winning the headers, winning the flick-ons, just being in the way. And I know he didn't score. I know he probably made a mistake for the first their uh, first goal. But it was it was still played a brilliant role, didn't
2: he? Yeah, he did. And but bless him, he's still waiting for that Wembley goal with Rotherham. Um but no, yeah, Smith, Smith had um, had a good game other than the mistake <coughs> for the first goal for Sutton. Um <clears throat> excuse me, and like and like you say, he was involved in three out of the four. Um and that's what Smithy does well when he's not scoring, he still makes him puts himself about and, and contributes to the team, he just doesn't go missing when he's not scoring, sort of thing. Um but yeah, I have to agree with you, Mick. Cheers goal, we're an absolute screamer. And um if you if you can sort of put this in the same bracket, Rotherham technically still have a brace at Wembley for this final, but not a player brace. A minute brace because we scored twice in the 96th minute. So so technically, (laughs) in brackets, technically, we've scored a brace every single Wembley final. All right. The fifth one's a minute brace, not a player brace, but it still stands.
0: And the irony of winning 96 minutes when it was 96 when we won it last as well is just uh, that (laughs) last one. Correct.
4: Football in symmetry. It exists. I've been telling you this for years, (laughs) mate. It exists. I'm
0: beginning to believe you, mate.
5: Can we, does that mean if if we're carrying on the synergy, we can also finish on ninety six points? Because I would take that all day long.
0: There or, we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All day Nailed
5: long. Nailed it. I love it.
4: And um, the Sun podcast. Ah, thanks, guys. They're really proud of the team. Hoping this feeling fires. Fires the last seven games. He's dropping out now because he doesn't want to hear about extra time. That's very good. <laughs> <lovely. laughs> and Danny, you owe them an apology for missing their podcast and all.
2: <laughs> yes, I do. Um, <laughs> that that Sunday was um, was was difficult because we'd just done the 12-hour, yes. hadn't we, gents? And I was just completely written off for that Sunday. Um, <laughs> so I, I do apologise, gents. Um, but I made the final, so that's all that counts. Um, but yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season for Sutton. And if we do meet again, I will quite happily get on the podcast again, and I promise I will make it that time will turn up this time. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there 15 minutes early, trust me.
4: Um, and then the fourth and final goal, Will, um, this was much more routine. It was just a corner. Icky's headed it in. Um, it's a great moment for Icky in front, of his, in front of his son and the pictures of him at the end of the game with his son are just beautiful and, uh, as, as memories that we have, those players
5: have now as well. So... <laughs> I don't want to take too much gloss off this, but I actually think this is a foul on the defender. 100%. 100%. I, <laughs> um, I, I would fully expect referee to blow up because he'd blown up for pretty much everything else. Mm. Um, and yeah, I was expecting it, it, it to be ruled out, but you know what? It made that extra time just so much more comfortable. Oh, yes. So much more enjoyable. So thank you, Mr. <laughs> referee. Great. I mean, I think uh, Michael Hequay had also hit the post as well, didn't mm-hmm. he? So great for him to get his his Wembley goal, and what a, what a moment for him and his family, and you know something that no one can ever no can ever take away from him. He were really important in those set pieces for us, and and great to, to see him on the score sheet.
4: Yeah, and he's been a servant, Mick. He's been here for for, for a few years now, and. We talk about players deserving the goals. We, we all feel Smithy deserved a goal at Wembley. Woody got his a few years ago. Icky deserves a moment like that in a Rotherham shirt.
0: Well, I think what we're saying with Michael Heckway is the birth of a new Richard Wood. I thought this yesterday, you know, just the way he holds himself, the way he is, the way he, he leads the team, even when Wood is there. Um, I, I don't know. He is. He will be the next captain for me. I think Woody's starting to fade a little bit now, you know, with the amount of games you can just tell. So that's another three seasons out of it, out of him. We're going to get out of him now. And he said that, but, um, yeah, he's, he's, he is a captain. He's a leader. Um, and he fully deserved that. Um, and like you said, the pictures of him with his little boy afterwards, is just a thing of absolute beauty. Um, yeah. Great, great for him. I, I've got masses of time for that lad because he is, Going to be a hell of a defender. He's still learning, you know. It's a, it's a position that, you know, it takes a lot longer in terms of um, career length. I guess it takes a lot more experience to become truly proficient in that um, in that position. And he's getting there. He's absolutely getting there. And I, he, like I said, future other United captain. Yeah. If he signs, if he
4: signs a new contract, assuming he
0: signs a new contract, yeah.
4: Yes, I agree. Um, and then the overlays came, Danny. I mean, how many times do you get to watch your team Olay around Wembley Stadium? <laughs> it was just, it was just amazing.
2: Yeah, that one. <clears throat> Watching that back on Skype, like, wow, that is actually really loud as well. Uh, but yeah, how many teams can say they've all laid at Wembley? You know, I think probably if it were a thing back in '66, we might have done. Um, <clears throat> but yeah I, I think it just it just capped off extra time because even with Chio's interview as soon as we scored in the 96th minute um, they knew we'd, we'd do them in extra time because bless them Sutton were dead on the feet after that I think that's where really where our fitness came through as well Um but yeah, they well, are laying around Wembley. The Sky it says that's where everyone wants to touch the ball. The worst yeah. thing was we booed Ferguson for doing a bad cross; and it nearly went in. <laughs> so it, was like, ooh, yeah,
0: ooh.
2: <laughs> it just dropped down roof for the net. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, th- I think it just shows how comfortable we were in extra time if we were able to do that. Um, but again, even with in being dead on the feet, they were still trying for at least one more goal, mm-hmm. and. I think some teams would have just surrendered at that point and Sutton didn't. Uh, they still gave us a game, they still made it end-to-end football and made it just a really good cup final. I always try and look at games without the Rotherham United glasses on to see how it is just as a football match. and This one could go down as one of the best finals in EFL Trophy history, not just for the drama and the late- and the lateness ne- of it. But just from it being a really good game of football and two teams who are in opposite leagues really butting heads over the competition and hopefully makes the F.L. and just go, you know what, these two leagues are the more competitive ones in the final. Let's just have it between those two again or maybe bring the National League teams into it. Let's get rid of the Premier League lot because when one of those reaches a final, that's when the competition dies. As long as you've got, <clears throat> I think... One thing to make it really competitive is when two League Two teams have a bash at each other in the final. That'll make really good viewing. League One and League Two are still really good viewing. League One and League One, okay. But, you know, this is what it means to these football clubs. It's two clubs that won't really win much silverware in the competitions. Like, Sutton's last Wembley final was 41 years ago and it was the FA Trophy. You know, Rotherham's last Wembley final in a cup competition was 1996. So it's two teams that haven't won cup competition silverware in in a generation or two generations, really going at it for that next piece. And it's meant for a really thrilling football game. Um which you didn't really see when uh, when Sunderland were in it or Portsmouth were in it, because they're like the fallen big team sort of thing. But you know, the attendance was quite low for Wembley, but the teams really the the, uh, the fans really got behind the teams and um and I think that's why the attendance police are out saying, oh, well, we've got 30,000 of a sudden win against Gillingham." Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, because because these two teams don't win trophies that often, but they've still given a right go at each other for it. And, unfortunately, quality and fitness prevailed for Rotherham in the end. And um, if, you, if you can hear something in the background, that's the dog snoring because he's falling asleep. <laughs> um,
4: it sounded like me laughing. <laughs> yeah, that's the dog
2: that's asleep. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it really made for a thrilling game of football, but to have Olayes just capped it off for me, and it made the atmosphere build. And can I just say the um, the rendition of Freed from Desire" at the end? Like, I, I can I can safely say that Rotherham United are better at bouncing than Chef Wednesday because the amount of bodies that were bouncing in that end at Wembley was fantastic, absolutely sensational. They were bouncing on the pitch and they were bouncing in the in the stands. It was amazing.
0: And yeah. to top it all, while we were bouncing, that didn't get interrupted by an opposition goal either. Exactly. <laughs> just before
5: yes. we we get to the scenes at the end, I just want to. I've just got a, a message through. Shane Ferguson <laughs> actually has been arrested um, for crimes against humanity t- because <laughs> he sent one of their midfielders for a hot dog three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> And that should not go unnoticed. <laughs> not no, absolutely,
2: yeah. Yeah, that was pure yeah. filth from Fergie, wasn't it?
0: It was, yeah. it was. Be On page
2: three that, good grief.
0: That was, that was really, really just complete mickey-taking, wasn't it? I mean, the first one was a bit of a mickey-take, and they thought, I'll try it again. Like, oh, I'll have another go. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah,
4: absolutely. It was superb. Him and, him and Wes, in their own way, And brilliant when they came on. I thought it were brilliant. We already talked about that, anyway. Um, And then came the full-time whistle, and then comes another moment of celebration. We've won the trophy. It's final. We can't mess it up after the game's finished. Um, And like like Danny says, well, the scenes, "Free from Desire," New York, New York. The Woody going up them stairs, steps. Again, it's just stuff in the memory bank that you'll just never forget.
5: For, for me, it was just such a special half an hour or so. What mm. I loved most about Free From Desire is in the middle of those players going absolute berserk is a guy in Will Grigg that hasn't played for the last couple of months because he's been injured, but he's still absolutely at the forefront of this squad. Not not one stone goes unturned and and everyone is is absolutely together. And it felt like, you know, it's been a really fractious couple of months or so, I think within the fan base, because we haven't performed to the levels that we had done previously. And for me, that was expected. And, you know, at some point the bubble was going to burst to some extent, Um, but it felt like at that final whistle, we were all banged together and we all now feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong, we all now feel like we can absolutely kick on and and secure this automatic promotion, possibly even more. Um, but yeah, really, really special um, to be surrounded by people that were loving the same cause. What what an amazing moment. And I, one that I'd love to relive time and time again.
4: Yeah. 100%. <clears throat> Donna London has faced face, Mayor's face, watching her team lift the cup in a 2-2 shirt. That he gave her at Harlepool was a me- never leave her memory. Amazing. Uh, yeah, just amazing. Just amazing. Um, break it off from that. Carl Scott says, I'm turning into Paul Cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
2: You'll probably do a better job managing Ipswich than him, Matt.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's, that's a good <laughs> point. Well made. Uh, they're a massive club. They're a massive club. They'll not be able to, not be able to manage Ipswich. They're far too big for Mark.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just amazing. And as I, I said to a Wednesday fan, it's not for everybody winning at Wembley. You know, not everybody can win at Wembley. But Rotherham United, they win at Wembley. That's what we do. We go there and we make it hard. Don't get me wrong. It's never easy. We win at Wembley. Um, yeah, Mara Powell in UK, I still have money on us going all automatic and he's not cashing out. It's got to be used as a platform. All the players talked about him making the post match. one of the key things they kept coming back to. This is not it. This is not the end. This is this can be used, and hopefully, will be used as a stepping stone to
0: hopefully more silverware. Hey, it's not the end; it's the start. It's the start, and you know, if 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 Jordi Asai Tutu had not hit the back of the net in ninety-six minutes, the next seven games would have been, I think, different. To how they're going to be now, that that we, we've talked before many many times about turning points in a season, and I just wonder whether that's going to be the one that is going to be the one that turns this season back to where it was when we first started. They've got a belief in themselves now. They've shown themselves that they can they can still perform to the levels that they were performing at prior to sort of Christmas time um, and and the confidence, the togetherness, not only of the team, but the team and the supporters alike, you know, that that last half an hour of extra time or, you know, the last two minutes of the time and the, the, the following 30, uh, a, a, a massive, massive boost. To going into these next seven games because they've shown themselves and proved to themselves that they still got it. It never went away. I think the confidence dropped off has dropped off over the past few months, and that performance in that half an hour and the subsequent celebrations and you know togetherness after that should hopefully now allow them. To come out on Saturday against Charlton and 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 understand that you know we can go out all guns blazing from the start, or if we end up going one behind, we can still pull it back. We're still able to pull it back because we can do it. We do do it. That's what we do. And um, I don't know. I just think it's. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it's going to result in a change of of uh, mental approach to our game from now on.
4: I hope so. Donna London asks if my daughter like a flag. Yes, she did. She absolutely <laughs> loved it. She thought it we great. A little flag truck we about. Um, <clears throat> Alex Wasley, Jay, was great to see Craig in there jumping around with the players. He's played his players part. Three goals in six six games. Jake Hull was there picking up his, his medal. He contributed in the early rounds. Young Warn, Mac Warn was there, along with Curtis DeRose up in the stands as well, both featuring the Grub games. It feels bad for Buller and it' who started every game prior to the final and didn't make the squad. Yeah, that's true, Danny, but it's good to see him recognised. I-, I thought the picture of Jake Hull getting, getting the trophy and his medal was special because he's more than played his part in those first three games.
2: Yeah, 100%. I'm quite impressed you made it through that long comment, Matt. It's a fair play. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you. <laughs> um But yeah, <clears throat> it's good that every single player who's featured in this competition was there. And uh, and they all looked as happy as each other. Like even with the Dauphin and Bowler, they were involved in the uh, the on pitch celebrations, and they were just as happy for this squad. And it really does show the uh, the bond between them and the mentality between them, uh, where there's no real individual in that in that side. They're all for the team and the success of the team. Um, and it's nice to know that all those players will get a medal for this competition as well. Even Kieran Sadlier. I mean, I know he left in a little bit of. A disgrace but even he contributed his weight in this competition and so I think he quite rightly does deserve a winner's medal for his contributions Um and yeah and those medals and that little asterisk next to the name saying EFL Trophy winner 21-22 will carry with them for the rest of the career you know like with Curtis DeRose and Matt Warren we don't know where they'll end up because we don't all have crystal balls but Wherever they do end up, they'll always have that little piece of, of history in them in their locker from when they were young lads, and uh, and some players who might never appear at Wembley again have always got that winners medal at a Wembley final, and so that's just what it means to him. And I'm seeing a lot of comments about going four four two for the rest of the season. Um, why not? You know, if it's worked so well uh, in this game for us and really shook shook up the tree, if you like, let's go for it. Because this squad this squad's got the quality to win the league, even though we've had a little bit of a wobble over the last five or six games. Uh but I saw one stat that says, Yeah, it was one win in five, but I think it were nine wins in fourteen. You know, so it's all about expanding out the bracket. Into, I think someone yeah. actually asked Paul Warren that question. Um, what do you think of nine wins in fourteen? And it just puts it into perspective this season. And um and I will do so just now northern, no northern team has ever won the lower league double it's always been a southern team or a team from the Midlands could we be the first to do know,
4: that's good or bad
2: that you God, never know bad. you never know
0: I'm not bothered about a double, I'm not interested
2: it's been a season of firsts this season we've never scored four True. goals at Wembley and we have now um, we've not won the EFL trophy in its current guys like with the universal trophy instead of being it's your sponsorship you have the trophy or whatever When we've done that now Um, first team to reach 20 wins in the league first team to win uh, to win 80 points in the league stellar season and I think this trophy victory has shown the squad how good they are and uh, and how they can carry it over the line for the next seven games so again I'm just going to reiterate it just go for it you know go for it and make history because it'll stay with you forever it'll stay with the fans forever you know, I think yeah. we can look back at 21-22 and just go, actually, you know what, that season was mint.
4: Exactly. I hope so. Um, on formation, we will talk about four four two in the next episode where I can talk a bit better. Um <laughs> but Ian Ian thinks we should be going four two 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 two. Thank you very much, Ian. That's, that's what we like. That's what we like. Um, um we have, but the big question is one of the big questions is can any of you better Dan Barlass'
5: dance moves? Anyone? I can answer that very, very quickly. No. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would like to second that answer and say no. However, uh, if Dan Balas ever goes for a night out in the Masons, I would like to challenge him. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, end of season, Dan, come on down to Rotherham Vy, we'll go to a pub and you'll have a dance-off with loads of Miller's fans. <laughs> They'd <be> brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Um, and it was just about mates. So we talked, we will, about people spending it with you, people you love, Mick. On the pitch, all the players were posing for pictures as if they were all mates. Do you know, yeah. it, it didn't look choreographed. It didn't look, you stand there, you stand there. <laughs> they all wanted to go and stand there with their arms around Jamie Lindsay, with their arm around Smithy, with their arms around at Wes. They all look like, I look like a party with my mates to get pictures taken.
0: Yeah, well, don't win anything with good human beings, do you? Not <laughs> strictly true, is it? You know? And, and it just goes to prove, it just goes to, to cement in everybody's mind what an unbelievable football manager and man manager. Paul Warren is, Paul Warren and his team, you know, it just it's just a credit to him. It's a credit to Tony Stewart for seeing that potential there and allowing it to blossom as well. You know, it's just it's just an absolute fairy tale for us as Rotherham United supporters to 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 have this to see this unfolding in front of us. You know, and and yeah, we might not go up this season. There is a possibility that we might not go up. I genuinely believe that we will. And I believe that we will for probably all season, quite honestly, because you can just see the ability there in the manager, in the management team and in the squad that they've assembled together. And then you couple that with what you've just said there. They're a family. They literally are a family. You know, that's how they behave. Um, it's it's just wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful.
4: Yeah, <clears throat> I definitely. Alex Wassledge, Chio and Barlasa are in different leagues in the dance department. Bless them. Yeah, yeah. I, feel, I feel a feature coming on from a dance off yeah. Chio and Barlasa. Yeah, there
2: you go. <clears throat> on the dance floor at Mason's, Chio against Barlasa. There you go. Here we go. <laughs>
4: we'll
2: have to get in yeah, touch Alex. and sort that out. That will be incredible.
4: <laughs>
0: that's just uh, there's just there's no there's uh, nobody's ever going to take any bets on who's going to win that are they <laughs> the point to that sorry Dan.
5: can we uh, can we just make sure that that's a end of season do and not like at weekend because I really don't fancy them two being out for <laughs> the rest of the season
4: no, <laughs> no exactly yeah. we'll do it at the end of the season absolutely um as got mentioned good so with the sun was very special yeah, yeah. it was it was very special Um, And let's finish with some stats. It's genuinely a historic day. Paul Warren is the first manager to manage two wins at Wembley for Rotherham United. Richard Wood, Joe Matic, Michael Smith are the first players to win twice at Wembley for Rotherham United. And Richard Wood is the first person to captain Rotherham United twice at Wembley and win. And these are brilliant. They're just special, amazing. And I love every single one of them. They're amazing. From Paul Warren to Richard Barker, to every single player, they've all earned it. And I'm so proud that they're my football club. I know I'm not speaking right well, but they are my football club. They're our football club. And I love them for a lot. Of them. They stay forever, One. Give a lifetime contract, Tony, because he deserves it. Absolutely deserves it. Um, boys, anything else you want to talk about? Any moment from the day? Well,
5: I have one, if that's okay. Tweet of the day actually is a Paul Warren, um is a Paul Warn comment uh, which Paul Davis posted yesterday. Um, Mill's boss Paul Warren, I've given the, the lads Monday off, and no doubt they'll be useless in training on Tuesday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have I have just seen a comment saying someone met Harding and Miller in Boxpark after the game. Um, yeah. So that, that just sums it up. I think they're all in absolute um, absolute states today. They'll be uh, copulating like eels. After today, won't they? Well yeah, tell you what, when can't you go on the lash after you've won a cup final at Wembley? I know it's still we've still got seven games to play, but well <laughs> just <laughs> hope they're not too sore on Monday, both in muscles and in the head.
4: Yeah. And Phil Rawlinson, another record. We have the we have, have the record for the most goals scored in the AFL trophy and in the final as well. Um these teams Season already third. broke records. They've brought the unbeaten record this season in the terms yeah, of the team breaking these records. You said
0: that. You said that. But we haven't brought the most important record, have we? And that's that's the thing. You know, the, the attendance record. I mean, we are not even come close. And, and this is what disappoints me more than anything else. You know, it's just so disappointing that we'll never ever be able to achieve those heights. Or you know.
2: I, I, I right. thought he was going to talk about the points record then. It's like, oh, yeah, think, you've got a point. But as soon as said attendance, I it serious, it's like, no, no, a here we go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it's just serious. Don't start taking a care out of it. It's an important issue that we need to address. We never seem to address it on this podcast, do we? No, no, no. It's all old. little club, little club. Let's look at us. You know, we're really proud to be part of this club. Well, we're not, are we? Because there ain't enough of us. Nobody at the points at out, do they? <laughs> well, nobody from this club at the points at heart. Would seem that everybody from all the other big clubs they all point it out quite regularly? You well, the speaking,
2: ones of, all speaking of big clubs, uh Rotherham have won the most cup finals at when yeah, the most cup finals that are all the teams in South Yorkshire since nineteen ninety. Just I just thought I chucked nineteen nineteen so we can include Wednesday's ninety-one League Cup. But well, since then we've won two cup finals, they've won uh, Barnsley yeah, one-one, well, Doncaster one-one, and Sheffield United one-zero. Bless them.
0: It's not like the biggest
2: club in option now, but they've won two cup <laughs> finals.
4: Well, like, winning at Wembley is not for everybody, mate. Not everybody can hack it. Dan, yeah, uh, true. Five. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> Um as Paul Brock mentions Will. You didn't predict four-two, put in the pre shot you predicted a draw at full time with two further goals in extra time. you, you went three-one. So, well, that's as close as we could get.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's a good effort, Um, to be fair.
4: Yeah, Um, I think we're done. I think I need to rest my voice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for watching listening today. Uh, I hope it's been listenable and watchable with our voices. Uh, Hopefully better for the next episode. Subscribe on YouTube if you are already. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Get involved. Oh, I should also mention, we are speaking to Chris Cedric in a, in a couple of days' time. So if you've got any questions you want us to so ask him, get in touch quick, because we are speaking in literally a day or two's time. So send them over to Twitter, rufc underscore pod, uh, or the email RFCpod at gmail.com. And any questions you want us to ask him, the reasonable. We will ask them to him. Um, and that will be out in the summer. We'll save it for summer after um, the serious business is done. <sighs> Our breath now. Uh, Mick, <laughs> it's been a pleasure to spend the weekend with you. I enjoyed yesterday. It's been a pleasure to relive it to you
0: today. Thank you very much. Oh, I that how we going now? Unless well, you're you sure let talk about. i was well listening, to be honest. I just I drifted off. Right. Uh, your voice was so soothing, Matt. I just drifted <laughs> off. <out. laughs>
4: uh, yeah, thanks, Mick.
0: Back Thursday. See you later. Yeah.
4: Uh, thank you, Danny. Pleasure. Always a pleasure to speak to you, Danny. Nice to see you yesterday as well.
2: Yeah, no worries at all. I'll leave you all with this nice rendition of Don't You Know Pump It Up. The Reds have won the Cup. Don't You Know Pump It Up.
4: <laughs> and, well, it's always a pleasure to have you on the pod. I didn't see yesterday, but it would have been nice to see you. I've you now. That's all that matters.
5: <laughs> well, I mean, maybe we can go back to Wembley uh, you know, further down the line, and we can meet up and do all that thing again. Um, yeah. Let's, yeah, or, or we can just, like, yeah, four years time that'll yeah. do. Uh, although we'll be in Premier League by that point, so. <laughs> Um, and Epical, just, Epical final. Can, can we get a rendition from you of "Don't you know, pump it up"? The Reds have won the cup. <laughs> don't think so. No. Well, Matt, well, Matt, <laughs> all
3: about you. I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, uh,
4: thank you, everybody. you've been a pleasure to be with tonight, and we will see you all next time. Thank you, everybody.